So I think too, the, the secret to finding what gives you joy in your youth is to be exposed to as many things as possible. I'm a huge fan of that year that people take off and they go to Europe and backpack for a year. My God, you get exposed to so many things. It has changed the velocity of so many lives to take that year off. Uh, I just think it's really important to get outside of your comfort zone, get out of the bubble when you're young. Experience as many things as you possibly can. And I think your chances of finding something professionally in life that give you great joy increase dramatically. Chartspan is a company based in Greenville, South Carolina that has attracted over $30 million in venture funding. They provide patient care coordination for more than 100 of the most successful practices and health systems in the United States. In 2021, the company is the largest managed service provider of chronic care management programs in the United States. The CEO and co-founder of Chartspan is John Michael Carter, who brings more than 25 years of corporate and startup management experience, leading several technology companies to successful exits. Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we highlight entrepreneurs, executive directors of nonprofits, and artists, people who are making an impact in our communities. The Who's on the Move SC podcast highlighting entrepreneurs is made possible with the support of First Community Bank. First Community Bank knows local businesses, professionals, and entrepreneurs form the backbone of our communities. And for more than 25 years, they have served those customers in the Midlands, the upstate, and Aiken regions of South Carolina, as well as Augusta, Georgia. First Community Bank, member FDIC. We also thank NP Strategy for their support of this series. NP Strategy is a strategic communications firm comprised of former journalists, political insiders, and public relations executives. Learn more at npstrategy.com. John Michael, talk about the beginning of Chartspan. The impetus for Chartspan came from my brother, who was my co-founder, 20-year practicing clinician, who really saw the struggle of how hard it was to engage patients in managing their own health care. The premise we had was that when you looked at all of the products, all the methods to try to drive patient engagement, they were basically being sold to doctors. Why? Because they have the money. Patients aren't going to write a check so you can engage them better. And that was the challenge. And so. My brother and I, in the early days when we founded the company, believed that if you focused on the patient and not the doctor, you would get far better results. So we build products and processes that really focused on the patient. And it was through the building of those products that we realized that we were really good at driving patient engagement. And that's the key to, that's the secret key to success when you're trying to, to, to prevent a patient who has chronic conditions from becoming a high acuity, high utilizer in the system. Get them involved, get them engaged, get them responsible for managing their own healthcare needs and partnering with their physician, but take more of a responsible nature in managing their conditions. And that's really been the bane of our success. In 2021, what is the core business of Chartspan? So the overarching premise of Chartspan has always been patient engagement. But the truth is we did pivot from the early days. 
we thought about patient engagement and building products directly for patients, but the truth is it requires an enormous, you've got to have millions of users to be able to monetize that and run a profitable company. What happened for us was really a stroke of luck. Medicare realized that patient engagement was hard and that doctors were largely not spending a lot of time delivering preventative care, but just reactive care, sick care. So a program came out in 2015 called Chronic Care Management, a Medicare program. And what they said is if you, provider, will pay attention to your patients and deliver preventative care, we'll pay you anywhere from 40 to $65 per patient per month. And we knew at that moment a program that required patient engagement that required an encounter outside the doctor's office, something we were really good at, was really our moment to pivot. And so we go into a practice, we sign them as a customer, but with all due respect, they're not our customer. Their patients are our customer. So we drive engagement, we enroll the patient in the chronic care management program, and then every month our clinicians reach out to that patient and make sure that they're following the doctor's care instructions. They're getting the prescriptions refilled. They're going to the appointment to see the doctor. We're helping them with the social issues that often exacerbate conditions like not having enough food, not having transportation to go to the appointment, not having air conditioning or heating in your home. We deal with all of those low-level care coordination uh, issues that often cause a patient's condition to worsen. How do you finance a company like Chartspan? So often Chartspan is referred to as a tech company. And while technology is a big part of our foundation, the truth is we're a people company. We're a services company. 75% of my labor costs on any given month are people, are labor. Yes, they use innovative technologies to do what they do. But understanding that the key to our success are terrific people helps you understand what our focus is as a company. Over the years, we've raised $30 million in venture capital to build this company. And that was important. I, I have a problem when I hear people talk about building minimally viable products. You don't get to build a minimally viable product in healthcare. You can't minimally attempt to take care of a patient you've got to do it the right way and there's only one way to do it. So we raised a lot of capital and that was necessary to build the infrastructure and the processes to be able to deliver world-class healthcare services to patients. And our health systems and our practices, our doctors, they demand that. They're not interested in working with somebody who has a minimally viable product. So it was necessary for us to raise a lot of capital because it's an intensive infrastructure process-driven business and it's been an important factor in our success. What is the biggest challenge that you have faced building Chartspan? The biggest challenge I've ever found in building companies is finding great people. And it was just recently that I learned a really important lesson, a lesson I wish I would have learned much earlier in my career. When we hire people, we largely do it on gut, on feeling, on the impression somebody makes. And one of my venture capitalists, one of my investors said to me just recently, John Michael, everything you do is based on data. It's one of the reasons we invested in you. You won't make a decision without data. Yet the single most important thing you do in your company, hire people, you do without data. 
And I thought, well, how do, how do I change that? And it just so happened that people in his firm had been working on a project for the last year, employing a data-driven approach to hiring people. And the premise is this, and this is a piece of advice that uh, I'll gladly offer other entrepreneurs. Really spend time defining the objectives of the job you're gonna hire for. Essentially, the job description. But then take it further and develop the attributes of the person that map perfectly to those objectives. Then build a rubric. A rubric that teases out whether that person has those attributes and can do those objectives. And you take the emotional side of hiring out and all of a sudden you're asking structured questions, assigning a score, and you have a new data-driven approach to hiring. And in the last year I've used this, it has prevented me from making hires that I probably would have made based on emotion or an impression that they gave. I think the most valuable learning for me as a, as a co-founder, as a business owner and leader has been find a data-driven approach to hire great people and your success ratio will be enormous. I heard someone the other day actively encouraging his children to not pursue entrepreneurship as a career option. Would you recommend entrepreneurship for someone? It's so funny, we celebrate entrepreneurs. Every time I walk through the airport, I see Inc. Magazine or Fortune Magazine and we're celebrating an entrepreneur. That's odd to me given that 94% of all entrepreneurs fail. We don't really tell the truth about being an entrepreneur. We don't tell entrepreneurs that statistically you're insane for doing this because you're likely gonna fail. I don't tell a lot of people that the journey for me has been at times gut-wrenching. I don't tell people that I've struggled with depression, that struggled with anxiety, that I've drained my savings account multiple times to cover payroll. I don't tell people those things. Would I recommend people get it, become an entrepreneur? Absolutely not. I'm a data-driven person. It makes no data sense. But would I do anything differently? No. I love the journey that I've been on. I think I've been able to grow and learn in a way that I probably never would have had in corporate America. And frankly, I don't know that I was very good in corporate America the time that I was there. I don't like to follow rules. I don't like to take instructions from other people. I am the personification of a lot of entrepreneurs. I love it. I wouldn't change the course that, that I took. But I have to be honest, it's not for most people. It is gut-wrenching and it takes a lot to be successful. Is entrepreneurship about pursuing your passion? Well, I think we're always told from childhood, find something that gives you passion and joy. But line up a hundred people and, and I challenge you to find out whether they're really doing what gives them joy and passion professionally. And frankly, most of us don't even know what that is, right? I mean, you might enjoy watching TV, that's not a profession. You might enjoy running, it's unlikely to be a profession. The truth is, it's very hard to find something that gives you immense total joy and turn it into a livelihood. For me, that happened late in life. I'm 51 years old and I became a winemaker and, and built a winery and I know that's how I'm gonna end my professional career and I'm thrilled that I finally found that after you know 30 years of working 
Um, but sad that I didn't find it earlier in my life when I was 20 years old. You asked me earlier, would I encourage young people to become entrepreneurs? Probably not because the failure rate is so high, but I would encourage them to work harder when they're younger to find that thing that gives them great joy. Um, and don't wait until you're 51. And frankly, most of us never find it um, to, f to find what really makes you happy. So how do you define happiness? That's a great question. How do I define happiness professionally? I think for a lot of people it's creating. Creating something that gives them, the, the, the journey to create is full of joy and the arrival of the creation of that thing gives you immense pride and satisfaction. For me, it's creating a bottle of wine. I love that journey. I never thought about it in, in my entire life. I was never exposed to it, right? So I think too, the, the secret to finding what gives you joy in your youth is to be exposed to as many things as possible. I'm a huge fan of that year that people take off and they go to Europe and backpack for a year. My God, you get exposed to so many things. It has changed the velocity of so many lives to take that year off. Uh, I just think it's really important to get outside of your comfort zone, get out of the bubble when you're young experience as many things as you possibly can. And I think your chances of finding something professionally in life that give you great joy increase dramatically. What is next for Chartspan? Well, there's two realities when you think of a company that's funded with venture capital funding. There's the reality of saying, we wanna build a company that lasts forever. A company that serves a noble purpose in helping patients, uh, saving lives. But the truth is venture capitalists have a, a finite period of time where they want to see a return on their investment. So uh, we don't pretend, we know that in the next five to 10 years, we're likely to either go on an acquisition binge and buy companies or to be acquired ourselves. That's how it works. Um, but the journey to get there is important and one in which you know, we really think about building a company that's, that, that serves a purpose, one that we're proud of, uh, and one that's really the best in the world at what it does. That was our interview with the CEO and co-founder of Greenville-based Chartspan, John Michael Carter. The Who's on the Move podcast highlighting entrepreneurs is made possible with the support of First Community Bank and NP Strategy.